Okay, well, Masechus Brachas, Perak Tes, Mishnah Base, nine two. These are more brachas of Sheva Vahoda. These are particular brachas that are recited on a certain um, experiencing of natural phenomena that is uh, moving or should be moving, and therefore one should direct his inspiration or or the uh, the the poignant nature of this particular thing that he's experiencing in nature uh, and recognize it comes from Hashem who does these things. So we'll actually have two separate potential blessings. Um, we'll see inside the Mishnah says, Al-Hazikin. Zikin are, there's two Pshatim brought down in the Roshonim. According to Rashi, it's a shooting star or a meteor. According to the Rambam, it's a comet. And then Mishabura says on both of those, the blessing will be the same, which is, Shekohu Vrasa Mala Olam, that Hashem's power fills the world, says the Mishnah. Um, we'll come more in a minute back to the Halach Lamais and the Brachas. As far as what these things are, so a Meteor is a piece of debris that was uh, floating around, like an asteroid or something, a small piece of debris that fell uh, into the Earth's atmosphere, and as it falls down to the Earth, it, it, it burns up, and uh, from friction, as it enters the atmosphere, and it's going mighty fast, and that burning up causes it to be uh, to glow red and like make a fireball in the sky, and that's what we see. A comet, on the other hand, is a um, kind of like a dirty snowball, a very large dirty snowball that orbits the sun, and uh, it melts when it gets close to the sun. And as it melts, it leaves uh, some debris gets loose, uh, dust, ice, etc. is loosened, and that reflects the sun's light, much the same way as the moon reflects the sunlight. So it makes what appears to be like a star in the sky with a tail. Um, that can persist in a very bright comet. Can, big comet can persist for days or even weeks in the sky. And again, one sees that he makes a bracha. Mishnah continues on, Al-Hazva'os. Zva'os are earthquakes. So when the earthquakes, when the earth shakes, um, that, of course, is, you know, tectonic action. Plates on which we're standing are, are moving around. Um, but uh, one makes a bracha on that experience because it certainly is an experience of, of the forces in nature that are so much larger than ourselves. And again, we recognize those all come from Hashem. Balha brakim. Brakim is lightning. Balha ra'amim. And, light, and ra'amim are thunder. Claps of thunder. When one sees lightning or hears thunder, again, he makes the bracha. I'll come back in a moment to Allah Lamaisa. And finally, balha ruchos. And the fifth thing on the list is on very strong winds, storm winds. Again, one certainly gets a glimpse of, of the power of nature when he sees, you know, a hurricane or a tornado, etc. And on that also, he makes the bracha, Omer Baruch Atashem Olam, whose koach, his power, and gvura, his might, male Olam, fills the world. This bracha, the idea is that since many people simultaneously experience, uh, this particular event, whether it be the comet, shooting star, the earthquake, lightning, thunder, and uh, and storm winds, so since everyone experiences simultaneously, it's like an, it's like a wider experience and sort of filling the world, meaning a, a wide swath of the world. On the other hand, certain um, natural phenomena are not so dynamic; they're more static, and people will apprehend them individually. And those the brach will be different. The Mishnah says, "Al haharim," if one sees a significant mountain, "Balagvaot," or a significant hill. Balhayamim, or uh, seas, the ocean, etc. Balhanaharas, or significant rivers, not a small river like the Jordan, but a big river uh, like the Rhine River. The Arachashelchum brings a wide river, shows in the Mississippi, Colorado, etc. Um, and finally, Valamid Baros, on the big open expanse of nature. Midbar doesn't necessarily mean the desert, it could be any sort of wide open, uncivilized, you know, Yosemite National Park or or uh, the Grand Canyon, etc., or 
Antarctica for that matter, Midbar, big open area. So and the least are all awe-inspiring, and therefore one makes the bracha, Baruch Ose Masa Bereshis, which is Baruch HaTashem HaVakinu Melech Olam, Ose, who makes or does Maase, the acts of Bereshis, of creation. Again, one seeing sort of something that Hashem made uh, and has been there by natural forces that Hashem brought about, and they're impressive and inspiring, and therefore one um, should direct the inspiration uh, towards Hashem. Now, it's important that what you're apprehending is created by natural forces and not uh, man-made. So, for example, if one came across the Suez Canal, for argument's sake, um, there, of course, you are seeing uh, the ocean, but uh, what the Pacific and Atlantic are connected, but since it's uh, man-made, uh, one would not make a rock on the Suez Canal, for example. Now, the Gemara and Brachas and Tess um, raise the issue that the bracha osamas veracious, Hashem's one who made the different works of creation, and that bracha seems also appropriate for lightning, thunder, earthquakes, etc., which are also driven by Hashem and His the powers that um, form the world and so. And uh, and therefore, it comes out it's not clear when the Gemara says that it's also appropriate. In fact, if one should make one bracha or two brachas on those phenomena, meaning should one make both the kohuk vrasamola olam and in addition or not. The custom uh, is certainly that one doesn't make two brachas on seeing lightning or thunder, earthquakes, etc. Um, but uh, the custom has been to make two different brachas when one has a storm of lightning and thunder saying on the thunderclap and uh, on the, the lightning bolt. Um, there's no good, great reason why it should be that way, uh, just that ostensibly the experience of the thunderclap is certainly much more an expression of feels, an expression, an expression of, of a, a power because of that loud boom of the thunder um, more than the osamasabratius of the witnessing of the lightning. Um, two points, one scientific, one halachic. Um, from a scientific point of view, just for a moment to make it clear, um, what goes on with thunder lightning just so you should understand, it's really two different um, outcomes of the same phenomenon when there's a differential in terms of electric charge between the clouds and other clouds or the ground. There can be a discharge where the differential is equalized and the electrons you know, flow from, let's say, from the clouds to the ground or vice versa or between two clouds. Um, when that happens, essentially, it creates a tremendous heat as those electrons flow through the atmosphere, through the air, um, it's actually several times hotter than the surface of the sun uh, and puts the, uh, the atmosphere into a plasma state. When that happens, a, it glows very brightly through black body radiation, and that bright glow is what one sees um, as, as lightning. Um, at the same time, because it, it heats up so fast, it, uh, the air expands and creates you know, a... a, a um, Pressure wave, and which one hears, so that makes the, that that makes the thunder clap. Now, since lightning is seen with eyes, and it's really you know from photons, it moves the speed of light, whereas the thunder clap is moving through air and only moves the speed of sound much, much, much slower. Um, light travels essentially virtually instantaneously uh, at something like three hundred thousand kilometers a second, whereas the sound of the thunder only travels at the speed of sound, which is more like a thousand kilometers an hour or so. 
So um, one invariably sees the lightning before he hears the thunder, and that's normal. And therefore, one in theory would make the Osamasabarashis before the Kohuvrasamala Olam. Now, in practice, usually one hears the thunder and that alerts him to the fact that there's a lightning storm happening. And therefore, one would typically make the bracha on the thunder first, the Kohuvrasamala Olam, and then wait um, to hopefully see a lightning ball to make, so he can make the bracha of Osamasabarashis. But it's worth staying that since Osamasabarashis is sort of a catch-all bracha, which would cover, which is sufficient for both lightning and thunder, um, very possible that if one did Osamasabarashis, that would cover both the lightning and the thunder. And therefore, um, it would be better for one, much better for one to make the Kohuvrasamalalam bracha on the thunder before making the Osamasabarashis on the lightning. The Mishnah continues. It says, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Haroe Esayam Hagadol. One sees the great sea, Omer Borachsha, Asa Esayam Hagadol. He makes a special blessing, um, this different bracha, on making the great sea. And, and the mission ends at that point by saying, Bizman Shiroh provided he only saw the great sea um, at intervals, meaning 30 day intervals. So it hasn't been 30 days. It's been at least more than 30 days since the last time he saw the sea. Um, to make the bracha. Now, the identity of the Yam HaGadol is a machlokis, um, whether it's the Okeanos, meaning the, the ocean, generic ocean, or if it's referring specifically to the Mediterranean or the part of the Mediterranean on the east that touches the shores of Israel. Um, now, the reason why it would be called the Great Sea if it's referring to the Mediterranean is that it indeed touches Israel, and that which is, you know, connected to Israel is considered more um, important. Um, worthy also of note is that even in, in antiquity, they referred to the Mediterranean, Eastern Mediterranean that touched Israel as uh, the Mare Magnus, the Great Great Sea in Latin, um, and that then is probably what Rebuda meant. But the, the Bartonura learns it's the Okeanos, Okeanos meaning the not the Mediterranean Sea, but the general ocean. Um, just a point of clarification: all almost all the salt water and the Planet Earth is interconnected. Um, there's no real difference, yeah, scientific difference, uh, between the seas and the ocean. There are a few um, saltwater lakes, not talking about those. Um, and the Mediterranean is included in that. The Mediterranean, of course, connects the Atlantic. Um, so it's a bit uh, hard to understand exactly why the Mediterranean would have a different than the Atlantic proper. But be it as it may, um, one should play it safe. And when he is seeing the Mediterranean, um, off the Israeli coast should still say Osamas of Reishas as opposed to um, of Sha'asasiyam HaGadol because that's Osamas of Reishas is a catch-all which covers uh, regardless. And that's the way to do it. Um, if one is going through the uh, Strait of Gibraltar and has the Atlantic Ocean on one side and the Mediterranean on the other side, uh, perhaps then he could more confidently say the Osasiyam HaGadol. There's another part to the Mishnah here, but I prefer to say the second part of, of Mishnah base and with Mishnah Gimel. I will explain why in the next Mishnah.